At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, Stephanie Daniel here, host of The Colorado Dream. This season, I've been reporting on Aurora and its large immigrant and refugee populations. These residents often turn to ethnic media outlets to get local news and stay informed about their home countries. This is true for Black immigrants, too. In this bonus episode, I learn more about two outlets that are providing news and vital information to their immigrant communities. Take a listen. Vera Azuka Edom is at her home office in Aurora. She's dressed in a vibrant African outfit, multicolored pants, and a matching one-sleeve shirt with bright red, gray, yellow, and green geometric designs. The Nigerian immigrant dresses like this to make a statement. I like to dress African all the time, especially if I have an African event that I have to attend. I have to represent, right? Azuka represents because she is the founder of Africa Digest, a free magazine and online publication. The mission is to bring African people together. To be their voices, to raise their voices. Azuka holds up the most recent issue of the bi-monthly magazine. The cover is a collage of photos, headlines, and quotes that tease what's inside the 32-page spread. This very issue is about the work women are doing in our communities. She hires freelance journalists here and in Africa to help her write news and lifestyle stories, as well as profiles about community members. They know how to present the information in a way that speaks to readers. We know what they want. We understand the way to put it that they will understand, right? And that is the way we try to break it down. We, we have a special code. In Nigeria, Azuka was an editor and worked in publishing. She moved to Aurora with her family in 2010 to give her three kids a better education. She noticed African immigrants didn't seem to have much guidance on how to navigate life in the U.S. Actually, meaning they are living at the French. No one actually thinks about them. Azuka learned this firsthand when she went to a local emergency room for chest pains. She thought the ER was the same thing as the Free General Hospital in Nigeria. Two weeks later, she was shocked to get a bill for $17,000. I almost died. $17,000? I didn't even have $700. She conducted research, made calls, and eventually got the bill reduced to an amount she could pay. This was one of the experiences that motivated Azuka to start Afric Digest. When she published the first issue in December of 2014, it included articles about health care and other topics. I had to give this, my research here to people. Like, these things that I found out, a lot of people don't have the privilege of this. Let me start something. Let me, even if it's a newsletter, just send it out to the community. Africa Digest is one of over three dozen ethnic media organizations that serve communities across Metro Denver. Some are published in English, like Africa Digest, while others are written in Spanish, Korean, Chinese, and Polish. Ethnic media, along with independent and neighborhood outlets, 
often fall under the umbrella of community media. Media for and by people of color, immigrants, and other marginalized communities who have never seen their stories told in mainstream traditional and local media. Kavitha Rajagopalan works for the Center for Community Media in New York City. She says these outlets will often provide resources, like how to access local services, find affordable housing, and register to vote. They also publish more nuanced coverage of the violence that occurs in their communities. Community media is uniquely positioned not only to cover these stories with dignity and to have access to those communities based on you know, language skills, cultural competency, um, just sensitivity to what communities are going through, mourning alongside those communities, providing direct service. Community media can be traced back to the early 19th century and the first Black-owned newspaper. It gave a voice to African Americans, their struggles and efforts to overcome the impacts of slavery and discrimination. We, we wouldn't have had any reporting on some of the greatest violence in our history from lynching and reconstruction onward if Black press had not been documenting those stories. Kavitha says Black media has always had a specific role in the American community media landscape. This progressed and expanded as more immigrants came to this country. For example, in Asian media, we know that the first Chinese language newspaper began publishing in 1834 in this country. So we know the immigration history is there. We know these communities have been here. Today, there are hundreds of community media outlets across the country. They face challenges like evolving digital and social media, an aging audience, and lack of bilingual journalists. Fake news is a big issue, too. It can come from a lot of places like campaigns targeting communities of color, to social media platforms like WhatsApp, WeChat, and Facebook groups. How do we push back? How do we tell them what is true and what's not? That's Azuka from Afric Digest. She says there was a lot of disinformation about COVID-19. People had different ideas about what it was and where it came from. They didn't want to wear masks or get vaccinated. So we worked very hard during COVID. We had to make them come out and get vaccinated. We had to tell them the truth. However, Azuka says her biggest challenge is funding and a lack of ad revenue. She doesn't make much money from the magazine and relies on her day job as an IT professional to pay the bills. Azuka was curious if other ethnic media were also struggling financially. In 2022, she received a grant from the Colorado Media Project, which she used to create the Ethnic Media Exchange. More than a dozen outlets attended the event. We came together and um, talked about things that were challenging for everyone, all of us. Indale Getahun of KETO FM Radio was there too. We're broadcasting uh, live from our studio, but we are currently we are at the transmitter site. Indale and I meet in a small room on the campus of Aurora Central High School, where KETO broadcasts from. It's a pretty fitting location because high school is where Ndale's love of media started nearly four decades ago. I have this vision that I wanted to to do this when I was in, in high school. Political upheaval forced Ndale's family to leave Ethiopia and immigrate here when he was a preteen. He spoke limited English and in high school was bullied for being different. He knew his classmates often formed opinions about immigrants by watching the news. So he decided to change the narrative and produce his own stories. Well, these people, if they watch those and listen to this, 
I should have my own meat and tell them where it came from. So that's where it started. After he graduated, Indale had a community cable TV show in Denver before moving to D.C., where he produced a program for Ethiopian community television. After a while, he wanted to pivot to radio. You know, people don't sit home, but they can listen to radio a while and go. My goal was just trying to reach a lot of people. Back then, getting a radio license was nearly impossible for an independent broadcaster like Indale. This changed in 2000 when the Federal Communications Commission created a new class of non-commercial, low-power FM licenses reserved for nonprofit organizations. Indale applied for it in 2014. Three years later, the FCC awarded him KETO 93.9 FM. It was a longer overdue, and I was excited. KETO is a multicultural immigrant community radio station that primarily serves African immigrants and refugees. The signal originates in Aurora and has a broadcast radius of 10 miles. It also streams online. There are shows and music in English, French, and Ethiopian languages like Amharic, Tigrinya, and Oromo. KETO covers the local community, too. The station broadcasts live from events and airs interviews with leaders and lawmakers. Organizations often reach out to KETO to share information with listeners, like a union that might employ immigrant workers, the Census Bureau, and Denver County. The city of Aurora used the station to disseminate information in multiple languages about COVID-19 and how to stop the spread of the disease. We work directly with all these different ethnic media organizations. Ricardo Gambetta is Aurora's manager of international and immigrant affairs. Newcomers often get their information from ethnic media. So he says it's in the city's best interest to partner with these outlets. For example, in January 2023, his office hosted an ethnic media roundtable with the new chief of police. We want to ensure that all these different demographic groups have equal access to information resources coming from the city. When Ricardo started working here eight years ago, he says there was only one Spanish TV show and maybe one international publication. The number of ethnic media outlets have grown significantly since then. But he was still surprised last year to discover a local Russian newspaper with a very small circulation that had become popular within the community. I, I feel like for many of these communities, they really trust, you know, these ethnic media organizations. They know that they want the best for these communities. KETO founder Indale Getahun agrees. The station's goal is to inform and entertain immigrants. He's happy to be based out of Aurora Central High School, where students speak more than 50 languages. He loves to share his story with immigrant youth in the hopes of inspiring the next generation. It makes me very passionate about it because I know what I went through. Not only because you're immigrant, but because you have very limited communications. You want to be more to do things, but you have barrier and you break that. And I want other young kids to do the same thing. What we're working on right now is February, March. Back at Vera Azuka Edom's home office, she gives a preview of the upcoming Afro-Digest issue. We are going to explore not only Black History Month, but Women History Month. When Azuka first started the magazine, it was actually called Denver Digest and served communities in the metro area. Two years ago, she renamed it Afric Digest. 
we wanted to reach more people with the story of Africa, with the story of our heritage. The name change was a reflection of her growing mission for Africa Digest to become a vital news source and resource for Black people everywhere. The Colorado Dream Newcomers Welcome is a production from KUNC. This bonus episode was written and reported by me, Stephanie Daniel. Editing by Sean Corcoran. This season's theme song was composed by Jason Patton. Jennifer Coombs is the digital editor. To learn more about Vera Azuka Edom, Africa Digest, Indale Getahun, and KETOFM, and see photos, go to KUNC.org slash Colorado Dream, or check out the show notes for a link. <laughs>